재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Well, it certainly has been an eventful uh, past two days at the Democratic National Convention. This was where history was made. Hillary Clinton, former First Lady, former U.S. Senator, former Secretary of State, uh, according to her supporters, arguably the most qualified person to ever uh, serve as president, became the first woman ever to top a major party presidential ticket. Uh, this whole process and this convention is ongoing. It's a four-day event. Uh, it was not without drama, which uh, most of the Democrats had hoped would be the case uh, if you looked at the uh, uh, last week's Republican National Convention. Uh, there was a, a massive leak of emails uh, someone had hacked into. Some people believe uh, Russian hackers uh, broke into DNC servers uh, revealing emails that showed, uh, if not bias, but at least uh, disdain and scorn towards uh, Hillary Clinton's main rival during the primaries, uh, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders. This, of course, um, resulted in some anger expressed by Sanders supporters. Um, there is a, a very small minority uh, contingent known as Bernie or bust people who are saying that they will never uh, support the current nominee, Hillary Clinton. At no other stage. So the question of party unity, that is still ongoing. A lot has occurred, certainly, with uh, various high-profile speakers. Give us your thoughts on where you think the race stands. And this is a very important election, not just for Americans, but for the rest of the world, including here in South Korea. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBSC FM as a plus friend. We're going to be joined by uh, an expert from the United States. But joining us here, our uh, wonderful resident expert from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, law professor Hwang Jong-uk. Professor Hwang, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Henry. Okay, so we have the Democratic National Convention going on right now and we'll talk uh, quite a bit about that but uh, this is and this is kind of unique because it's really coming back to back and that usually right. isn't the space they have usually some spacing between these two events but the republican national convention just concluded last week yep. in cleveland ohio uh, it's i think it's you know it's not biased to say that these were two very very different events yes. in optics and scope and and scale and tone um, what was your takeaway from the Republican National Convention? Well, it seems that at least the delegates who showed up at the convention were very much uh, fired up by the anti-Hillary Clinton animus. You know, many times throughout the convention, uh, during the four-day convention, you know, people kept on saying, lock her away. I mean, clearly a large majority of the hardcore Republican supporters seem to think that Hillary Clinton has done some a number of things that are criminal and that she does not deserve to be president. And it seems to be a kind of a center of their message. On the other hand, the Republican convention had a couple of, you know, notable... Uh, uh, scandals, but more or less, you know, the Melania, uh, Melania the Trump actually turned out to have plagiarized part of a Michelle Obama speech, and then came Ted Cruz, who actually failed to uh, endorse uh, Donald uh, Donald Trump, and sort of you know, whole ruckus broke out basically on the convention floor. So it wasn't exactly you know, well-run machine that that you, you typically expect from the Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, we've had previous conventions where it was quite well organized. You might not exactly. agree with the platform of the Republicans, but the Mitt Romney convention was yep. certainly very well organized, uh, despite things like uh, Clint Eastwood with the empty chair. But then you <laughs> kind of go, well, the top celebrities in this event were right. Scott Baio and exactly. uh, Antonio was, Sabato was not, Jr. <laughs> that's right. It was um, not Clint Eastwood by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. The, the question is, did they appeal, uh, try to appeal and broaden that appeal outside of this if you're not a, a, a supporter of the problem, like this uh, demographic of angry, older, um, less educated 
white males. I mean, if you think about the whole tone of the Republican Party convention for four days, it seems that they actually just kind of doubled down on creating that anger, creating that frustration. It was all kept by Donald Trump's own acceptance speech, which, which he was sort of saying that, hey, you should be angry because America is not doing great and I'm the person who's going to fix this, but let's all be angry together. I, I think anger and frustration was kind of a central message of the entire Republican Party convention. The speech itself, and this is where the uh, candidate gets to lay out their vision, um, the it's not necessarily supposed to be the most memorable speech. The keynote address usually is, but uh, the candidate itself uh, usually kind of fleshes out some policy points. What did you make of the speech? It did make history as the longest convention speech in modern political history. Uh, The critics have said, or the the word that keeps coming out from people who've uh, listened to the speech or read the speech is that it was dark. They painted a picture of America as a a place to be feared and that only he was the one that, as you point out, um, do you think that message uh, resonated with I suppose some people, but to the broader public. I think for the swing voters, it probably was kind of a scary uh, picture that Donald Trump has uh, p- painted. So at this point, I, you know, uh, so for some people, you know, it, it is a time of anxiety for it might have, uh, you know, resonated some people. And based on the latest polls that have, that have been conducted last, you know, th- three, four days, it seems that Donald Trump has gotten some com- so-called uh, the uh, convention bounce. So maybe it, uh, it resonated somewhat. But at the same time, I think overall, it probably, I, I, personally, I think it was a bit of a mistake. I mean, I, I'm not sure that majority of Americans will, will agree that, you know, America is totally in the dumps and Trump is the only savior. I mean, I do not. I don't see that appealing to the majority of voters in America. Yeah, Ed, the one thing that seemed to kind of shat, be shattered was this myth that Donald Trump is this media juggernaut, and everybody <laughs> wants him on air. You know, there's news networks all clamoring right. to get him on the phone, even though the protocol is to kind of be live in the studio. Yep. He's He always brags about the ratings and certainly the debates in the Republican primaries were uh, record-breaking in ratings. Yep. But it's very shocking, I think, to me where you saw the ratings for this 2016 Republican National Convention. Yep. It, was really, it was only half of what um, the viewership of the uh, John McCain 2008 National Convention right. was and a little bit less than even the Romney 2012 campaign. Whereas we're seeing initially, uh, as we see the DNC going on right now, they've actually um, drawn quite a few more viewers. That seems like almost a contradiction of what you normally expect exactly. this media reality TV star. And already you're seeing some, you know, excuses being offered by the Donald Trump's campaign saying that, hey, he's really the first time campaigner, really, you know, really campaigning for the first time for any kind of political office. So, you know, they're basically saying that, hey, given that he's done okay, at the same time, I think it kind of shows the fact that, you know, a convention by itself has to be a kind of, you know, organizational group effort, you know, has to have a lot of input from a variety of Republicans, but, you know, many Republicans just didn't show up. You know, they a lot of, you know, establishment politicians gave some tepid uh, excuses and just failed to show up at the convention. A lot of donors just kind of stayed away, didn't, right. didn't contribute. So I think it kind of still shows that, you know, Donald Trump has alienated, you know, some key components of the Republican Party and that was the kind of the result mm-hmm. of the convention. All the past four presidential uh, nominees exactly. from the Republican Party, all the living uh, former presidents from the uh, Republican Party did yep. not show up. At, you mentioned organization, uh, some flaws there. People wondering why you even let, if you read the speech by Ted Cruz, why even let him exactly. on? Um, just briefly to the DNC, and we're going to spend the most of our um, conversation in part two on 
it uh, it was not without controversy in the yep. outset. Debra, Deb, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a very controversial figure as of well, course, um, yeah. uh, disliked by many uh, in the party, had to resign over these email leaks that came out. Um, that certainly some moments of trepidation for the Hillary campaign yes. in the beginning of this convention, right? That's right. And, you know, some Bernie Sanders supporters actively booed on the first day and, you know, optics was pretty bad and people were actually saying that, hey, you thought that Republican convention was bad, you know, look at what the real Democratic uh, convention has become. But more or less, I think, you know, it, it kind of coalesced around the Hillary Clinton fairly successfully in the last couple of days. One th- key thing, what you found from the emails, and, you know, I, I think most people say that's not proper. If you're a member of the DNC, you should try to be as neutral as possible. But even the Sanders camp and, and their people have been saying, look, nothing was stolen in terms right. of the primary mm-hmm. process. And these are just kind of uh, opinions being passed back and forth. So it, it, the optics are bad. But at the end of the day, nothing... Uh, necessarily unsavory was going on. Absolutely. So about 20,000 emails are now you know, on the WikiLeaks the database and anybody can go and search it. And uh, so far, you know, no smoking had gone has emerged where you see that, hey, DNC acting actively to undermine this uh, Sanders. I mean, there are some emails that actually explicitly show anti-Sanders sentiments. But at the same time, as you said, you know, there was no a- a- actual action that mm-hmm. is taken against Sanders. So on one hand, you know, as you said, optics is bad. On the other hand, you know, it, it was, to see here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with another expert as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.